Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Yeah, this is our Tuesday show, uh, the last Tuesday of July. Matt, this is the last summer week before school starts, the last full week before school starts. Can't believe it's also the last week of July. Summer's almost over. Yeah. Uh, eight weeks gone <laughs> in yeah. a flash. And feels like summer. It's felt like summer, you know, constant 100-degree days. Students, I'm sorry to tell you, when you're hearing this, uh, hopefully you're hearing this, when you hear it tomorrow, that will be one week till school starts. Time's a ticking. School starts officially back for DeSoto County Schools next Thursday. I think teachers, I had to run in or had an opportunity to talk to a teacher today, and they start back on Monday. Yeah, getting their class stuff ready, getting their class work done, uh, you know, prepared. Uh, Derek, real quick, uh, before we read our first ad, or or we welcome our presenting sponsor. If you are a teacher, do not forget this Thursday, Crew of Hernando, Tee Off for Teachers. This coming Thursday, we'll be having at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club a lot of fun. We will be giving away a $300 teacher grant simply for attending. Simply attend. We're going to put your name in a bowl. We're going to dig around, and we're going to draw that name down to one person. A Hernando, Mississippi teacher will get, no questions asked, a $300 grant from the crew of Hernando if you just show up to help. You don't have to do anything. You just have to enjoy yourself and enjoy the music and the libations and the fun. And, uh, you know, come on. Come enjoy it. All the money we raise, which, Derek, uh, from what we can tell from our last meeting last Thursday, will be more than last year. So we can't thank all the community enough for this exciting time with Tee Off for Teachers coming up this coming Thursday at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Information is on our Facebook page. Please consider coming out if you are a Hernando teacher and uh, possibly win just by standing there $300 for your classroom. Somebody else I know that definitely supports the teachers of DeSoto County. Definitely supports, uh, actually, his dad's a former principal. That's right. Yeah, dad's a former educator and principal. I speak, of course, about Mr. Brian Couch, owner of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. Whether you are buying or selling in DeSoto County, there's no better group of realtors than Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. With the changing market, the increase in the interest rates, the housing prices going up and down, those different things, please don't trust one of the largest value decisions you have to make in your life to someone who just recently, maybe somebody in your Sunday school class or a cousin who just got their real estate license, don't trust them for that. I'm telling you, in today's world, you want to work with the best. And the best in DeSoto County is Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. They were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time, currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, your street, how long houses are sitting on the market, how fast they're selling, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry know all the information that you're going to want from your realtor in 2022. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search anywhere in the Mid-South at their website, teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Give them a call today. Let them lead you through this difficult DeSoto County market. And then remember, every home needs a couch. As we begin to slow down this summer, still travel season. If you have times or you have needs when it comes to travel needs for uh, one person, 10 people, 
15 people, Mobile Cars and Vans are ready to serve you. Mobile Cars and Vans, our 2022 studio sponsor. Give us a call at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Derek had a call from a group of ladies going to the Alluvian, going down oh. to Greenwood this week and going to stay the night. Had a phone call from a church that's decided to make a last-minute trip for a youth group that they're doing. number of different things. If you have travel needs through the end of July or definitely travel needs in August, give us a call, 662 469 Call us today. Mobile Cars and Vans. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans, for being our 2022 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, last week on our Tuesday show, I took uh, both words from the weekend. So I, I uh, deservingly so. Yeah, I, I took a little bit of uh, time and, and, and took took your word. So I'm going to defer to you first. You always lead us from our Tuesday show with our words from the weekend. Your word from this weekend is what? Snowballs. 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 Gosh, now. I love snowballs. Woo. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep you, I have some questions from you about snowballs. Okay, snowballs. Now, you would say, okay, uh, well, it's 120 degrees outside right now, and that is true, but you can still make snowballs. We found that out this past weekend. Uh, my nephew, my little nephew, uh, my youngest nephew, turned one uh, over the weekend. They actually turned one, I believe, on the 19th, but they had this party over the weekend in Nashville. So we made a one-day trip up and back uh, to celebrate uh, his one-year-old birthday. I'm his godfather. So, um, you know, we got to, you know, never go against the family uh, is the quote I think they use. So I didn't go against the family, went up there and, and just enjoyed time. But his theme was snowballs. He had snowball. He had a snowball truck mm-hmm. uh, that came over like a like a food truck that was just snowballs. We had he had uh, like snowball, you know, themed cupcakes, snowball decorations. Like there was snowball paintings. Uh, everything was just a bunch of snowballs everywhere. Of course, they had like little kiddie pools and slip and slides for uh, both him. Now you're saying, wait a minute, he's one years old. How can he slip and slide? Well, he didn't. Uh, but he has a four-year-old brother who also had friends over, so it was kind of like a, a mini get-together for, for older brothers' uh, pals. So they came over, and they were doing the slip and slides and the mini pools and the water balloons and the uh, spray guns and everything. But it was just a, good to see the kids run around. The only thing, it was scorching, scorched earth hot. And you know, so for the adults, it was kind of like, okay, out here five minutes, kids, y'all look awesome in the pool. We're going to catch a Go inside, get a drink, uh, and then we'll come out and kind of watch out through the window type thing. But it's just a great party. Very happy for my brother. Very happy for my sister-in-law, Paige, and for their for the young son, Ben, uh, for his one-year birthday. And, again, uh, just a, a good time to see my family. My, my, my parents came up. We went up. They stayed with me the whole weekend as we went up there and came back. And uh, just a, a great weekend with the family. But snowballs, something that you don't normally think about, but – when it's 100 degrees, they sure taste good. Derek, I'm just going to say this real quick, and this is just me on the outside looking in. A bit much for a one-year-old birthday party. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a very impressive bir- uh, I mean, one-year-old I, birthday party. I think you and I both hosted one-year-old birthday parties uh, in a church gymnasium with a jumpy jump, possibly, and we threw some vanilla. I'm pretty sure mine was at our house. Oh, yeah, you went with the house. It was okay. just the house family, you know, family just at the house. A lot going on. <laughs> this is Matt on. talking about this. This is Matt speaking. Not Derek. He is definitely uh, biting his tongue. I, I was, and we'll let him continue. But that. also the smash cake, you know, the smash cake is right. right yeah, when, sure. you know, the one you give it to the one year old, they just put their face into it. Well, theirs was a cake that had a snow cone on it, but they also had like little snowballs around the edge. Mm-hmm. Now, and the snowballs were probably the size of a like a large bouncy ball. And, but they were mini Rice Krispie treats in ball form covered in like colored sugar. Right. And let's just say my nephew did not touch the smash cake. He went straight for the right. Rice Krispie balls and probably, I mean, there might have been 10, he probably ate eight of the 10. I don't know how, there had to be some multicolored throw up at some point, but let me, let me tell you, he loves some Rice Krispie treats. Please tell me you put some cream on the snowball. Do you put cream on a snowball? Matt. I mean, I know you're in great I, I want, shape. For all the you. listeners that don't know this, Derek is in way better shape than than yours truly over here. And if you 
a I'll, snowball I'm gonna tell you what I did. with I'll, some cream I'm gonna tell you what it. I did. That, this, this, so they had a snowball truck. So yeah. you could get it stuffed or unstuffed. Okay. Okay. I got a stuffed snowball, which means that you had ice cream. So it was a scoop of ice cream. Which I don't even need ice cream. I'm even talking about that. No, no. Well, it was a scoop of ice cream. Right. This was the, and then they put the snowball on, on top, top of yes. it, and then had the flavor, and then they had the little cream on top. The condensed milk or evaporated whatever. Condensed yeah, milk, was, yes, yeah, something like that. So cream did that, and I got the dream sickle. Yeah, cool. and so my daughter and I split the dream sickle. Dream sickle. It was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Now I will say the orange. To be compliant, the orange was a little off. Didn't have that didn't have really. True dream sickle orange flavoring, but with the cream and everything, of course, it tasted wonderful. Uh, but yeah, so I did. I did yeah. split a dream sickle snow cone. Can't really go wrong with a snowball. I would assume Allie probably had another, like she didn't. She split with you, but she probably had. One oh, she also went and got like another one. Yes, yeah. uh, she got. So the only person didn't go was Bo. Bo didn't come because he no Bo. No, he was at camp. Good, he good. Yeah, Bo, Bo, that's right. That's right. Bo came back from from there. Well, look, Derek, mine's going to be pretty simple. My word from the weekend is construction. I spent the entire day on Sunday constructing something for a dorm room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, wow, wow, um, zero fun. And you know they say measure twice, cut once, all yeah, that kind of stuff. Right, whatever. Right. Let me just say this: uh, I don't think uh, Lowe's, and I'll just include Home Depot. I don't know if they uh, if they're if they're really um, selling straight wood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's working. We bought uh, you know four or five sheets of very nice, high quality, expensive plywood. So we were constructing something for Hannah Grace's dorm room, and you know it's going to be a very nice dorm room with some cool stuff, and you know kind of a hutch thing that goes on a desk, yeah. which will work, and then something else for her refrigerator to go in. I think she's going to have a very nice dorm room. Uh, it's going to be one of those dorm rooms that's going to look. You know, like it cost X amount, but hopefully with some different frugal measures that we're doing, including this construction I'm speaking yeah, of, yeah. maybe got a little bit better or a little less or, or whatever. And, and then, look, I know boys' rooms are different than girls' rooms and all that kind of stuff. I definitely uh, know that. But I, Heather's done a really good job of creating a good room for her and her roommate. Her roommate is from Madison Central uh, down in Madison. And so uh, looking forward to getting to know them and meet them uh, more. Um, but she's done a really good job. But let me tell you, construction is not my thing. Mm-mm. You know, it's not only my not my thing; it is zero enjoyment for me, <laughs> zero. Okay, and I just want to throw this out there. I know um, college is not for everyone, and if you like doing stuff with your hands and you like to build things and learn all that kind of stuff, that's awesome. More power to you. I think vocational stuff uh, is should probably be even more oh, of yeah. what DeSoto County Schools, um, you know, the days of, you know, all the mechanics and the woodworkers and construction guys and electricians and plumbers and all those different guys, those guys are getting older. And we need a new generation of those people that want to do those things. And that's fine. If that's something you want to do, go do it. I hope you make a million bucks doing it. I've always said to my son, hey, figure out something that nobody wants to do. I mean, I grew up in the funeral business. That's a pretty low number yeah, that's of a, people that's, for that's sure. A, a pretty that, low that's a number. dead end job. Good job. That was very well played. You did. You pulled at me right there. That was a very good job. Way to go right there. But man, it's just wow. And my wife's going to listen to this, and maybe her family. And I had a good time seeing them. But uh, it was just not my thing. But it, it's going to be nice. It's going to be great. It's going to be safe. It's going to be a very nice thing. Yeah. Moving in on August 11th. So I'm sure there's uh, dozens of people that listen to us who'll be moving their daughters down. You know, roughly give or take that time. Excited about it. But uh, construction is my word from the weekend. It is not my thing. Will never be my thing. And so uh, <laughs> that's the way I will simply leave it. But Derek. 
Speaking of construction, let's go ahead. There's not a lot of stuff going on in the city of Fernando. The planning commission has met and given their, their, their thanks to the board of aldermen. They had their first and third meeting, which we've already passed there. So the last week of each month is kind of a little bit of a smorgasbord of uh, different things. So nothing going on city related on this particular show, but we do have some updates when it comes to our road work going on in the county. Tell us about it. All right, so this is kind of a service announcement that the work uh, connected to the Holly Springs Road Project is going to require a road closure and a detour for about two weeks, according to DeSoto County officials. They put this out as a press release, sent it to us uh, in an email. As of 9 a.m. yesterday morning, Monday morning, Johnson Road will close near the intersection with Holly Springs Road for the installation of drainage and the realignment of the intersection. Now, this is, if you know what this is, uh, I think they have like a little uh, crawfish standing, yes. crawfish there with a bad turn. So Holly Springs goes, immediately goes south and then again back east. So that's where Johnson Road goes north. Don't go there. You yeah. cannot go up Johnson Road right there. You're going to have to come back down uh, from Bright Road, back down that way. Yep. Uh, you know, I think it's Malone. It, Malone turns into Johnson. So again, You'll have to come from the north because the south road for the next two weeks, so again, at least probably till after school starts, will be shut down from Holly Springs Road north on Johnson Road. Please do not go, try to go that sure. way. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's our, our service your, announcement your from the county, from the UTW podcast. That's a hell of a project. Like oh, you yeah. said, right past the crawfish, there'll be a huge ramp that'll basically yep. go over the Coldwater River and all the flooding areas and stuff well, like that. They're straightening that road yep. out. They've already done it. Well, there was another huge overpass yeah. done way, you know, toward 305. Right. That's been done and yeah. been in the works for, for a long time. But now, yeah, this is right here. They're going to straighten this part out, really making Holly Springs Road safer because a lot of the growth of the city sure. is that way. I've got both my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live out that way. Right. Uh, so it's just a lot of growth happening out there. So this is the, the county trying to get ahead of people that will definitely be moving that right. way. Right. When you visit them, why do you stay less than an hour? <laughs> Don't stay less than an hour. <laughs> well, we had my, little, my sister-in-law, Julie, just turned 40. So oh, we were that was our fortieth. Yeah, that was our last Thursday night. Right. So we were out there, and so we were there. A good again, two two and a half look hours. At you. So I know, I look, know. Look Had, at uh, you. Ordered, ordered pizza and everything. So it was a it was a good time. So I do want to say a happy belated birthday to Julie Wildman. For those of y'all that know her, putting up with our brother, my brother in law is uh she's she's a saint. Uh, she will be yes. she will be uh well if she's not martyred uh, for uh, she will definitely be uh, uh you know deemed a saint once she passes because putting up with Randy is a lot. What a sweet lady. Very sweet. Like very, very she's sweet. very nice and friendly and just a sweet, sweet lady. I love Julie to death. Happy birthday, Julie. Uh, why didn't you? We could have mentioned that. I know we could have done it. I'm, on the show. I'm so proud of you staying for more than two hours with your in laws. That's what I do now. That's what I, I do. I know. I'm Look at you turning time. over a new leaf. Just putting over the time. I guess you're, you, you're eyeing 50. And you're saying, hey, you know, it's time for me to start I mean, relaxing look, a little bit and uh, and chilling. Every day closer to death, I'm just trying okay. to, you know, right. just trying to look So do way. you, when you get there, I mean, when you when you spend time with your in-laws, do you, do you let your hair down at all and just let yourself allow, allow yourself? <laughs> I'll this. I let it down so much that I nearly fell asleep on the couch because, that, again. <laughs> That's not letting your hair down. That's well, <laughs> the opposite of what you're doing. You're no, supposed to be enjoying people. No, I was enjoying it, but I sit, we're talking, chatting. It was, party started at six. Wait, you fell asleep. You, were, you almost fell asleep mid-conversation. No, 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 no. I mean, it was like six o'clock. So by the time we left, it was after eight. And you can imagine me after eight. I mean, I'm, I had no coffee yet. It was yet. a Thursday night, too. It was a Thursday night. I mean, I was fading fast. I had to get the coffee in me because I was not going to make it to nine o'clock. How do you drink coffee? You're in good health. How did you? How do you drink coffee that, that late at night? I drink coffee right after supper, literally to keep myself awake until nine thirty to okay. just to spend time with the family. Because if I don't, I would be face down by eight o'clock. 
I get up so early that I have to I have to have a coffee after supper to keep me up. Oh my gosh! I know. Who podcast listeners who know Derek uh, personally? Wow, well, you see me bring it, it to the crew tough. meetings hey, before, right? I, I have people have told yes, I yeah. have seen you drink coffee at the crew meetings before. Yeah. People have told me they pray for me when when having to deal with your quirkiness <laughs> and oddness and strangeness and stuff. So look, let's go ahead and get to these state numbers. So uh, on our, written on our board is some state numbers. Derek, tell us all about what you're speaking about. All right, so according to data compiled by the staff of the Legislative Budget <laughs> Committee, revenue collections for the fiscal year that began on July 1st, 2021, and ended on July 30th of this year increased 9.5% year over year. Now, that is uh, that spike in revenue collections comes on top of an increase of a record-breaking 15.9% from the year before. Now, this is, you know, this is all wonderful, and we've talked about this, the amount of money they're putting away, but the above-average growth is equal to what the growth they saw when the casinos came in. You know, now that lasted a little longer. It lasted for several years. Of course, right now we're just talking about two years. And also has, is now lasting longer than the short growth that came after Katrina, which was, was short-lived but only lasted a couple of years because of the government money coming in. Um, so, again, the these are some of the, I guess, uh, increases they saw. So the oil and gas severance tax, taxes grew $15.5 million, or 85%. The use tax collections increased $20.2 million, or 5%. The casino tax revenue grew $15.4 million, or 10%. Corporate tax collections increased $9.4 million, or 1.1%. And revenue from the tax on cigarettes, beer, and liquor actually decreased $10.9 million, or 3.8%. Now, I will say that's probably because the year before, that was uh, from 20 to 2021. Right, record high. Pe- people were just going to the liquor stores sure. and just at home. 2020 so I, was a record year. Yeah, it was a record year. So they coming off of that, but everything else, really good numbers for the state on revenue-wise, ended up $1.4 billion. So the staff, uh, again, the Legislative Budget Committee, which tracks it down, based on the early numbers, which will be finalized in August, looks like somewhere around $1.4 billion uh, increase year over year. It'll be the largest recorded at the end of the fiscal year. So that's estimating the end of 22 june 22 that's right what that looks like man just a lot of times on the show we talk about the you know uh, state growth and state numbers and all those things being really good i I do wonder what that's going to look like when like you said some of the stimulus money slows some of those different things slow down uh, a bit but uh, i mean the growth in north mississippi is extremely strong just booming i mean just just right the soda county is just rocking along whether it be uh, amazon this or amazon that or or different warehouses except for we can't have it on get well no Damn, warehouses no, will get well. No get well. No, no, no business parks, <laughs> Anderson, no warehouses. The Anderson property don't get well. Eh, no, no, not quite yet. Not ready for that yet. And it's not yet. just us. I mean, Cinetopia is, I mean, they're at, they're growing. Uh, they're getting larger every day. Uh, of course, we know what Oxford does, uh, especially when you have a winning football team that sure. helps. Uh, Oxford's going Tupelo, that, around Tupelo area is growing. They've got, um, I mean, it's just, it's, North Mississippi's doing very well. We don't really know much about South Mississippi, but we do know the pockets on the coast, pockets around Madison continue to thrive pretty much like we are. And so the state as a whole is – is, now there's still some dead pockets, which I wish – you know, being a DeSoto County, it may be, you know, I guess ill will say, I wish we could carry some of that over to those communities in the Delta and such that are suffering. Sure. Uh, but as a whole, Mississippi's doing very, very well. Absolutely. And let me just throw this out there, Derek. I don't know if you noticed this. We talk all the time about Hernando and different things with the Board of Aldermen and stuff. Hernando might want to pay attention because there's some of these pretty big distribution warehouses and distribution things and those type warehouses and businesses that are popping up all around the Bahia area. 
Yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. out on the 269 kind of corridor out there. By hell, yes, definitely. I would like to see their tax receipts coming up from some of these places. Marshall County. That's yeah, right. Marshall, Marshall County. County. That's what I'm saying. Marshall County is definitely welcoming those places with open arms, and uh, it's only going to benefit from a tax base. Like you said, they employ hundreds of people and use minimal amount of emergency services and garbage services and that type of stuff. So uh, one of the issues with Marshall County, I'm not saying they have a bunch of issues, but one of them definitely is the schooling system. And so their schools are not as good as DeSoto County right. schools. And so you can build your, your warehouse there and you can work there. You can get the land for cheaper. Right. Right, because you know you don't have uh, you know good schools, and, and and so DeSoto County land is a lot more expensive. You can get it cheaper, but your you know the workers could still live in DeSoto sure. County, could still live in Carville, right. and so they can go to those schools and yet still work in a, a cheaper plant because of the land cost. So, uh, but yeah, Marshall County is really seeing a boom, and so they should see their tax dollars increase, which again they hope they could turn toward their schools and other you know public needs to be able to you know bring their county. Sure, I guess um, oh, I don't I, I hate to. Into the well, in, into 2022. Right. Well, yeah, and bring it up in, on the par to what DeSoto County has and maybe their values too. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, like I said, I'm just kind of thinking in the last two or three months of different distribution centers or warehouses that maybe came through in front of the planning commission, in front of the city alderman. You know, those places may just go somewhere else and uh, benefit another community. I don't know. Just a thought. I know there's some people uh, in Hernando who do not want those things. <laughs> That's um, well, it's you know, competition, right? That, yeah, well, competition, but just. Uh, some sometimes people don't want anything. It's right. amazing to me That's how right. that works. We've talked about that for two years now. They're negative or unhappy about what seems to be everything. I don't know what that has to do with. But let me tell you something to not be unhappy about is your yard, is your landscaping, all the different beautiful things going on inside your yard. If you need help with that, reach out to one of our longest-running advertisers, Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, soon-to-be fall cleanups, fence repair, gate repair, grading of your property, anything you need from Richard and his team. Give him a call today at 662-292-8855. Look on his website, williamslawnmaintenance.com, or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again, 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Podcast continues to be brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. Their practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239. 
They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Again, DeSoto Family Dental Care, 662-429-5239. Matt, if you're looking at my teeth right now, they look so good because I actually had my appointment uh, this past Friday. I wasn't looking at your teeth. That's all that coffee you're drinking at 8 o'clock at night. So you well, can spend, yeah, Wait, wait, hang on, second, hang on a second. We're drinking coffee just so, you, just so you can see your kids. I mean, that's – come on, man. That's like – Al Bundy level stuff right there, dude. <laughs> That's how much. I mean, come on. Well, I started the we love started of your kids. Young. The love of your kids is no longer enough for you to stay awake. It's well, unbelievable. unbelievable. That's why I got hooked that way because I had to do it when they were young to help you know get them to bed and everything. Sure, and then stay up, not fall asleep reading books and stuff like right. that. And so it's just kind of carried on. Well, Derek, middle of our Tuesday show always brings us to the Desoto County fact of the week. Uh, just give us a fact about the uh, Hernando or Desoto County at large, different things like that. Brought to you every week by the Desoto County Museum, located right here on Commerce Street. Rob Long and his staff are ready to serve you anytime, nine to five on Tuesday through Saturday. Derek, this week has something to do a little bit about school. Let's go ahead and plan a couple, maybe two to four or five weeks in a row of some facts of the week when it comes to school. Because uh, again, as you mentioned earlier, Derek, uh, time is ticking and school starts next. Next Thursday for the local county schools. And then I think North Point kicks off Monday the 9th, right? Tuesday the 9th. Tuesday the 9th. Gotcha. North Point will kick off Tuesday the 9th. Derek, go ahead and tell us a little bit of information about a historic marker here in Hernando when it comes to local schools. Well, Matt, about two or three years ago, a historical marker was unveiled at a ceremony in front of the building at 893 West Oak Grove Road in Hernando. The marker details information about the school, the first African-American public high school in DeSoto County, which ran as such from 1958 to 1970 during what was called the equalization period of American education. Now, it was in the 1950s that the school systems, primarily in the South, were building equalization schools. It was a last-ditch effort to stave off full integration of the public school system to make schools separate but equal. Hernando Central became one such school, a building for African-American students from grades 1 through 12. And James T. McLowan was its first principal. Now, again, as we mentioned, it ran from 58 to 70. And Andrew Miller, our own Andrew Miller, our alderman of Ward 2, graduated from Central High School, class of 69, being the next to the last class to earn diplomas from Hernando Central. And now prior to Hernando Central, many of the children that went there were being taught scattered in various places, including churches. Real quick, podcast listeners just understand, this is Oak Grove Elementary. That's right. So what a neat fact that Oak Grove Central Elementary, which so many of us, uh, you know, our kids go to every uh, for at least two years during their lifetimes, was uh, so has a historical marker right there in front of it about that. And, um, you know, just the world's a lot different. But it's a, a lot different. Very, and very this, different the interesting thing, yeah, we had uh, again. Thank you to Dolly who came on last week. I hope everybody goes back and listens to her interview. Mentioned about the scavenger hunt, Matt. One of the two years that I did the scavenger hunt when my kids were younger, that was one of the trivia questions uh, uh, that had to be answered. Right. You know, where was the Hernando Central located? And so that was one of the ones, and I remember it from then. So when I got we got this fact of the week, I knew about it uh, simply because from the scavenger hunt. So there are, there are things that you can learn from a scavenger hunt that will stick for you, will stick with you for years. Absolutely. Thank you again. Rob Long, DeSoto County Museum, a gym right here in the city of Fernando, located on Commerce Street, across the street from Bank Corp South, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, 
please get over there. Admission is free. Does not cost a dime to visit the Soto County Museum. Enjoy the air conditioning. Uh, wander around. Look at all the different artifacts, different mem- memorabilia from DeSoto County. Thank you again, Rob Long, for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Speaking of supporting the UTW Podcast, Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch, whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance are ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County, not just in South Haven. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. They work with companies like Nationwide, Haggerty, Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Humana, Aetna, some of the largest insurance companies in the world trust Holland Insurance to serve them in DeSoto County. Give them a call, 662-895-5528. If you are a hardworking, motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance, give Bruce and Jerry a call. Visit with them. Like I mentioned seconds ago, some of the best staff members in the entire county when it comes to insurance work with Holland Insurance. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. Podcast continues to be brought to you by our favorite seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. With over 50 exhibitors right there on the historic Hernando Square every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Hernando Farmer's Market is one of the best farmer's markets in the area, bar none. Some of the vendors include Brown Dairy Farms, Precision Sharp, Kills Country Market, Jones Orchard, Mrs. Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes and Yeast Breads. They also each month have a senior day and have a, and have a children's day as well. The Hernando Farmer's Market, the best farmer's market in the area. Thank you for supporting the UTW Podcast. Miss Gia Matheny works so hard for this wonderful, wonderful farmer's market right here in the heart of DeSoto County. Get out this weekend and support our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Well, most of our listeners know that the uh, last part of our show each and every Tuesday and Friday typically consists of something sports-related, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Still not quite time for football, but it's right around the corner. Shout-out to all the football teams getting ready, the kids that are getting started, getting ready for school to start next week. So we really, and the teachers especially, want to give them prayers and uh, a shout-out for what they do each and every year when it comes to schools. But, Derek, uh, sports-related, a little bit different what we're going to talk about. Tell us what we got. Well, we got a couple things, uh, Matt, we're going to talk about today. The first quick thing I wanted to give uh, some shout-outs to local players uh, who are playing in the Futures game. Uh, this was actually sent to us. Uh, we were made aware of this by one of our listeners. We want to say thank you. Uh, thank you to Chip, who's listening, uh, that he kind of sent us the information. We'll make sure that we got it uh, on the podcast because this is, you know, again, recognizing young people from our area who are getting to go up, you know, around the nation to be able to play and to showcase, you know, what uh, Hernando and Lewisburg uh, area are able to do. So the Futures Game, which is a baseball competition between states, will take place from Wednesday, July 27th through Saturday, July 30th at Lake Point in Emerson, Georgia. Now, this is for class of 2024 prospects and selected 2025 prospects from, again, the 40-plus state coverage area and Canada. So, pretty big deal. They're going to have over 40 states, a lot of kids, plus Canada. Now, so they uh, they do have a starting lineup, uh, I guess, the, the players that were asked to play uh, for the state of Mississippi. Uh, this is the lineup they're going to be looking at. Uh, Ethan Barnes, uh, the catcher shortstop from Lewisburg, Luke Romine. 
Luke, of course, is from right here uh, in Hernando. He is a listed as a first baseman and left-handed pitcher. Uh, Luke, and then finally from this area is Topher Jones, third baseman and a right-handed pitcher from Hernando, Mississippi. All three of those will be competing for Team Mississippi going uh, to Georgia this coming up weekend. Okay, this is Mississippi's schedule: 7 p.m. versus Team Canada. That already pretty cool. Uh, they have then the next day on the 29th, 7 p.m. versus Team Arizona. And then game three on the 30th at 2 p.m. versus, they could have played this one here, Team Alabama, not too far away. So they get to play Canada, Arizona, and Alabama in their kind of round-robin tournament. So good luck again to Team Mississippi uh, and to Ethan, Luke, and Topher who will be making that trip. A little bit of local flavor right there, Derek. We know a couple of those uh, young men, uh, you know, one of them is Wilson's age, another one's a year older, and we know some some of their parents and stuff. And uh, shout out to those guys. And uh, wow, Derek, it's just We've talked about it numerous times here, almost two years. Uh, it's not your local all-star kids that no. just swing by and, um, hey, let's get together, go play two or three games against some teams uh, nearby. It is a year-round, family-consuming thing. Well, I mean, it it's is. Tough, and man. DeSoto it's County tough. has an extremely strong baseball yeah, system. Sure. I mean, just all around, every school, the competitive teams, it is extremely strong. And DeSoto County takes their baseball very seriously. Uh, again, you've got one prominent player in the Major League Baseball. You're about to have another one from the same school. Well, it should make it within the next year or two. Blaze Jordan, that, that's what we have. And, and these are you know, these young men with dreams, but it's a it's a very, very long shot. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a work. very, very long shot, Derek. Um, I've said on here before, I've dabbled in a little bit of college baseball. And let me tell you, the ones that make it to the big show, they possess things that um, a vast majority of kids can't even imagine. They can just do things. I'll, I'll tell you this real quick. We'll move on. Um, my cousin is married to a gentleman. His two kids go to school with the kid who was just drafted second in the major league draft. Mm -hmm. His um, thing was $8.3 million. Uh, he batted almost 700. I saw that. I saw. I actually read uh, Derek, his, I didn't batted, know who that was, but I saw it. I read his stats. He batted almost 700. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you, that is un, that's unconscious. Yeah. That is, let me get on base seven well, out of ten times. Not only get times. on base, you hit right. to get on seven base. Seven out of ten. Right. Hit to get on base. Not the walks or the, or the whatever yeah. uh, reached by an air. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! <laughs> and the amount, the amount of people that I'll just say it. There's people we know who think their kids are going to go to the to go to Cooperstown. It's they'll, tough. They'll, they'll be, well, I mean, like, I mean, think about it. We think you know Tim Elko. I mean, sure. everything that Ole Miss runs. Sure. Uh, Kevin Graham, probably a better overall player than sure. Tim Elko. They went in rounds ten and fourteen. Sure. Like Elko went 10, Graham went 14. Like it's very, very hard. Please Google minor league baseball contracts. Absolutely. They get paid nothing. Yeah, Tim Elko and Kevin Graham, who brought so many memories over the last 60 days to Ole Miss fans, those guys will sign for less than $5,000. Yes, they will make uh, anywhere from one to $2,000 a month. Correct. Correct. Okay, again, a month. Correct. And they just now, within the last two or three years, the uh, the like the antitrust people, basically the government, had to tell Major League Baseball, yeah, you have to pay for their hotel rooms. Correct. Because they were not paying for their hotel rooms. Yes. Yeah. We'll move on from this, Derek, because <laughs> it's probably best if we don't. Let me just tell this word of advice. Coming, This is Matt talking on the UTW podcast. Okay, are you ready? Here, are you ready? Here, here we go. Don't, don't be nervous. No, the no, don't be nervous. Okay. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Penny for the Park. Has nothing to do with okay. it. Don't be nervous. Let me give you a little word of advice. Okay. Little Johnny, give him ACT prep classes hmm. and less pitching and batting and put your money into a savings account for them to go to college. Because let me go ahead and tell you, the studs that play the major college, statistically, if you can hear my voice, if you are listening to me right now, your kid is not going to ring a, a cowbell at Duty Noble Stadium. Hmm. The only time he's ringing it is when he's pledging for the Pikes out in the freaking field. Okay? I'm just letting you know, baseball players who make that level 
are studs. Your son's either a stud or is not, and if you have to question if he is, go ahead and put the checking account together and give them the ACT prep. All right, moving on from that because <laughs> we just thirty-seven uh, people just just hung just uh, turned their their radios off and are no longer gonna uh, pay attention to us. But uh, hey, I'm just I'm trying to help people out. No, we're a little bit of PSA. Give them the ACT prep. Let them get their score up to a certain level. That's gonna pay for yeah. uh, schooling a lot better than your baseball. If your kid's not hitting home runs. In, in ninth and 10th grade, which the kids you just rattled off can. Yeah. Luke Romine can freaking rake. Yeah. I know the young man. He yeah. hit a ball he almost to the gateway <laughs> tire station the other day. If your kid's not doing that, go ahead and get the checking account ready. Yeah. Go ahead and get the savings account and the ACT prep. Please, please, please start looking at AP classes. Okay, if you can't do that because it ain't happening. Moving on, Derek. What else we got for sports? Well, actually, Matt, they're going to lead right into uh, about players being paid. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go to the uh, – we're, we're going to talk about something that has been going on now for a year. So a year ago, uh, just this uh, past July, July 1st, yes. uh, college sports changed forever. So women's basketball players being paid to appear on you know Times Square billboards, football players signing as co-founders of Endorsement Marketplace. All this was able to take place, uh, again, just over a year ago uh, right now when the NIL went officially, legally – into effect. Name, image, and likeness. That's right. The first year of the NIL era, name, image, and likeness era, reached a total of $917 million to college players, according to data from Open Doors. So next year, so again, the year that just started through into next June, will be even bigger. The market could reach $1.14 billion. Now you're saying, okay, well, uh, so this is a wonderful thing, you know. Some people out there, well, yeah, they should be paying, they should be getting paid. Others are saying, well, no, their education is their pay. Um, let's just say that if you are going to get paid, as we all know, it is better to be pay playing in the Power Five conferences. Uh, yes, Power uh, so, Five, Power Five being ACC, SEC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac Twelve. That's right. Which will uh, soon be obsolete in the next five well, years. Well, it may be down to three or two, but Correct. yes, right now it's still five. Uh, so in so again in Division One, the yeah. compensation, the average. Could be around three thousand one hundred ninety-five dollars per athlete, uh, but top earners is that would, monthly or what is that? Uh, that just says per athlete. Per I don't athlete, know if that's for okay. the year. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but top earners will generally continue to come from the FBS conferences. So that's that's Division One overall sure, is yeah, thirty-three thousand dollars an athlete for the you. year. Okay, yes. Power Five compensation is expected to reach for this year six hundred and seven million dollars, mm-hmm. which is sixteen thousand and seventy-four dollars per athlete. Mm-hmm. That's I mean even the bench rider per mm-hmm. athlete. Group of Five compensation. Uh, could reach the group of five. That's the that's like uh, where Memphis plays right, AAC, Memphis, Miss, yes. other ones like that. They should reach one hundred forty eight point six million, which is fifty five hundred per athlete. So again, you see, this is what Lane Kiffin. If you watched any of the SEC media days, is talking about when you let the horse out of the barn. That's fine. Understand the top schools. You know they, yes. they may have been doing everything under the table. Well, now if you let let them do this somehow legally, and basically they will beat you yes. <laughs> they, they will raise more money than you yeah. they have more money than you and as you see the power five conferences are outspending by eleven thousand per player per player over the the group of five players so again of the schools of the most robust nil ecosystems 35 percent of all compensation comes from donors correct yeah okay. so from donors uh an unsurprising development obviously you kind of just nodded your head of course that's where it comes from but again this is now there's a lot of they don't have it down right because right now players are literally just being paid instead of actually marketing stuff. They're just being paid. Now, 
the lower division opportunities. So the NIL is not confined to the to Division One. You have lower levels. So Division Two even has it, Matt. Thirty-five million for Division Two compensation. That's three hundred thirty-eight dollars per athlete. Uh, and then Division Three sees about three hundred sixty-two dollars per athlete. They actually see more than Division. I mean, Division Three sees more than Division Two. Now, again, this is all for colleges. We know this. We've seen this. But these are actual numbers just now coming out as to how beneficial this can be. Uh, to the top players, but as an overall whole, I mean, $16,000 plus education, plus the meal stipends they were already getting, this is what the athletes are looking at, again, with the bigger ones seeing millions of dollars in deal. We know Arch Manning got a lot from tech going to Texas. We know all these players are, are doing. Now, some of them are legitimately marketing for companies, but some of them are just getting, hey, you come here, we're going to give you $100,000. Yeah, sure. That's what's happening. Now, what are what about high school students? So this is kind of where I wanted to get into. What about the high school students? High school students in, in some states can make money yes. off of their image and likeness. In the state of Mississippi, they cannot. However, on July 7th, the Mississippi High School Activities Association, in conjunction with the Mississippi Association of Coaches, announced a partnership with Ecker Sports to provide educational services and resources to help all high school coaches, administrators, student athletes, and their families navigate the challenges of the name, image, and likeness issues. So the last year alone, the disruption of the NIL has caused widespread confusion and misinformation for many high school student athletes and their families, and the MHSAA and MAC have taken a pro, uh, proactive approach to address the problem by partnering with Ecker Sports. So what they're doing is that the, uh, you know because there are 26 states that currently have it and 12 other states that are looking to do for it, the other 13 states, again, which includes Mississippi, are trying to figure out how to do this, you know, how to manage this. We don't want to quite do this yet. What do we need to do? So what this Ecker Sports is doing, they've contracted. Uh, they're going to aim to provide resources and information to the high school student athletes and to their families to help guide them, inform them, and protect them if they are good enough to play college ball and to look like this may be something that they're going to be compensated for when they're, when they're being recruited, when they're looking, what should you look for, what do you need to watch out for. And so this is something they're doing. So the, the schools now can uh, – you know the, the state has – contracted with it so the public schools can get these resources there's like six or eight online classes there's some tutoring they'll have people come in to talk to the schools about what the athletes should look for now you can't still if you do it in a high school you are not able to play but once as you're being recruited this company is coming in partnering with mississippi to see how we can help these students because as a freshman they will be all if they're good enough they're going to be offered they're going to maybe may enticed by different schools with different amounts maybe some of them are saying long-term stuff maybe some of them are no like you know per deal type things all of this is going on. A fact that, you know, basically you're maybe okay if I was a junior baseball player, this may be something I need to look at going pro. If I'm a junior football player, this may be so, okay, now I'm getting ready to get drafted. What are some endorsement deals? Well, now these are high school seniors looking at endorsement deals to go to college. And so Mississippi, not allowing it in high school, has brought this group in to help them get ready because that's a scary step for a 17, 18-year-old person walking onto campus. Look, a lot of the players, and I mean 16, 17-year-old uh, young men and women, let's just say young men right now, let's just say if a local football player who becomes a celebrity. You know, like for instance, Reed Flanagan in Hernando, his senior year of high school football, mm -hmm. uh, it made a difference if he went to Area 51 Ice Cream. You know, it could have made. He could not pay Correct. to advertise for every ice cream. Some states allow that. Right, sure. But yes, you're right. Going to Memphis, and yeah. if, you know, if he, by his junior or senior year, if he's catching 80, 100 passes a year. I'm talking, no, no, I'm yeah. talking about in high school. Oh, in high school, in yeah. In high school, yeah. he was a local celebrity. That's right. He for could that, have. That's yeah, right. for that four month period, he was on our podcast, unpaid. Right. 
he easily could have, or he could have said, I don't do that without compensation. Yeah. That's where we're headed. That's what it looks like. And it would be, that's his right to do that. That's right. It's 100% his right to do that. If you're a local, I mean, again, um, Austin Riley at DeSoto Central, if you know that kind of stuff, right. you have an opportunity. Uh, this is my favorite kind of ice cream shop, or this is my favorite kind of, you know, tire shop. I, I mentioned Gateway. Well, he does it off a Georgia company right. all the time. Yeah. Exactly. That kind of stuff. And that's where we're headed. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kids that don't. I mean, they they can't. They, their families don't have two pennies to rub together. Right. And if they take their athletic ability and their their what they can do to help their mom or grandmother or family out in some way, hey, go to this local AC place or HVAC place, and that person uh, wants to um, compensate them for that, then so be it. I mean, you know, eventually high school athletes will be be big enough to where the, the car that they get, whether it be principal Toyota or something, mm-hmm. you have those kids. What did I just say? The kid that went second in the draft yeah. over in Georgia, $8.3 million, he was famous in that town. Yeah, instantly he is uh, known even more. So, uh, well, I you mean, know. right now again in Mississippi, if, if I say if that kid played in Mississippi, right. and okay, I'm a good player, I now have a million and a half Twitter followers or YouTube followers sure, exactly. or whatever. Right. YouTube says, "Hey, we're gonna put some ads on you." He could not accept Correct. the ad Correct. money, yes, or he would be ineligible. Yeah. That's what. That's what. And I think there was one. I think that one of the most famous cases was I think it was like a golfer. Or there was some. It was a minor sport at a high school that the kid was. I mean, he was. You know, he was basically YouTube famous. He just happened to play high school golf. Right, yes. And there was. And they no, it was college golf. He played college golf and was like, hey, you know. But he had you know two, three, four, five million, whatever followers right. on YouTube, and they he was accepting like Facebook follows and right, like, sure. he was accepting money for ads. Yeah. And they're like, hey, if you have to give that back or you're ineligible, he's like, right. um, I'm playing college golf. I quit right. because I'm making tens of thousands of dollars. Was that not the Central Florida punter? Was it the okay? It was the punter. Central it was. Florida yeah, punter. That's what it was. Okay, he quit sorry. football because it's I mean, like, I know it was a very minor yes, position, yes. and he just yes. was like, I, "Hey, right. I'm making tens of thousands right, of dollars. Exactly. You're doing this. I won't punt anymore. Who cares? Right, I won't right? punt anymore. I mean, but yeah, now, but isn't that well, he here's can do both? Now yeah, he can do. Both. Now he can do both. And here's what's sad is, what do we do? We send our kids to do what? Make a living, make yeah. a career. What do you want to do with your future? And then we punish them when it's like when they're making money or doing something that compensates themselves that we maybe all don't understand. Yeah, that we all don't understand. Well, they're selling. He's selling something. They, they like his personality. Correct. They like his yes. jokes. They he's selling some part of himself that can make money. That's it. Again, legally. Legally. Um, the, and so that's and yeah, he could not accept the money because they said, "Well, no, you're an amateur." Right. Come on, man. Look, it's 2022. People and kids and people can make money with a number of different things going viral and stuff. Just because we don't understand it doesn't mean right. it's not the future of the way things work. I, I saw a study. I saw something on CBS Sunday morning. Talk about the difference in libraries. Yep. Less library, less books than ever. More hands-on things to learn about. Learning about coding. Learning about uh, robotics. Learning about the future. And that's what I keep going to back to with the vocational stuff. Whenever we're talking about construction, well, and again, vocational stuff. Learn how to work on engines. Learn how to do things with tires. Those guys are making six figures and up. But you got to go to work. Oh, electricians, that's plumbers. It. They all make again anywhere from eighty to hundred thousand dollars. Once the only problem is you do have to put like a two year you know apprenticeship. apprenticeship I mean, yeah. You've got to put the apprenticeship in. It's not easy. It's hot yeah, right now. If you're stringing up a house for electrician, it's hot. But again, if you make it through that, Matt, you're making as you said eighty hundred thousand dollars without the high school education. Probably a couple of years before Correct. the people in college are making money at all. Right. And what people don't tell you, Derek, you and I grew up in the generation of got to go to college, got to go. Yep. It's not for everybody. That's right. It is not for everybody. There are other options. Parents, please, please, please. If your kid does not want to go to college, talk about talk with them about what they like and what they don't like, what they want to do. 
You know, there's, there's been plenty of proven things where people didn't go to college and within, they go ahead and start their career in something and uh, their, their will and their ability to, to work and their desire, it doesn't match up sometimes. Right. I, had, I, sat, I talked to other guy the other day, a uh, good friend of ours, both of ours, and he said, man, the only reason he ended up at college was because his friends were all leaving. And he's like, where are y'all going? And he's like, well, we're going down to – we're going to Ole Miss. And he's like, well, I guess I'm going to Ole Miss too. Because he – I mean, all of his friends were leaving, and that's where he is. College-educated guy, has his diploma, wonderful guy, great guy, but that's how he ended up at college because he's like, I, I, what am I going to do? And so there's just so many other options out there. You know, I, I hope we begin to – we talk all the time about the stigma of mental health and all those different things. I hope we begin to go and shift back to – there not being a stigma for those college, uh, those high school graduates that say, you know, I'm going to go do something else. Period. I hope that's. I'm looking. I look. I'm, I'll, I mean, I, I I would never. I mean, I don't think you would either. Right. I would never judge a kid because no, hey, I'm going to vote. You know, whatever Votech school. Right. I'm going to you know right out of college to go over here and work for uh, you know somebody like Whitfield Electric and sure. just start you know stringing houses. There is nothing wrong with Absolutely. that because let me tell you this: if you're good at it, you will always have a job. You'll always have a job because, I mean, I don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. You can't put two boards together. I, mean, you submitted <laughs> I didn't that say I can't put two boards together. I said I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy uh, it. So, but again, but there, so because of that, you will always have a job. But from a name, go back to what we were talking about. Sorry, the last 15 minutes of the show. Name, image, likeness. If you don't know what it is, go research about it. It's the wave of the future when it comes to college athletics. It's coming to the high school athletics at some point because – we can no longer – I mean, Taylor Swift can sign on and make a million dollars when she's 15 yeah. because she can write a song. If the guy that's locally here can throw a baseball 97 miles an hour, why can, why should he not be able to – if he becomes a local phenom, a local that's celebrity, true. why could he not go and start getting paid? That's what yep. the world is headed towards. That's what uh, these people are working towards and uh, very interesting. So, uh, Derek and I, we didn't start making a million dollars till what, Derek? You were 46 – I'm last 43 year, right, last year, so you're 46 and I'm 43. So <laughs> I look, think if you added up the last decade, I'm still about halfway. Combined, yeah, combined. Look, if you enjoy our show and uh, want to help us when it comes to our name, image, and likeness, please go find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, share it with friends and family. Let them know what we're doing. Uh, send them a link to our show. Tell them all about us. Help us continue to grow, especially as we kick off a new school year, start uh, following football again, following these high school high school athletics uh, help us grow and uh, spread the word about these wonderful young people working so hard here in hernando and other schools that we cover if you enjoy our show find ob pod simply stands for olive branch release a show early on monday mornings ob pod covering lewisburg center hill and olive branch athletics look them up today ob pod well derek hope you have a wonderful week be back with you on friday when it comes to the utw podcast hope everyone has a wonderful week out there by the time you hear this next time it'll be uh, over by then T-Off for Teachers, second annual T-Off for Teachers. Please consider coming out to support this coming Thursday, really all day from 11 a.m. till 5, 6 o'clock as the results come in for the tournament at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club, the second annual T-Off for Teachers. Come out and maybe help us uh, raise, see if we can't hit the $20,000 mark. It's going to be amazing. $20,000 mark would be awesome. Come out and help us, especially if you're a Hernando teacher. You will receive an opportunity for $300 for your classroom right there just for attending. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else i'm matt and i'm Derek. join us next time under the water tower hey hey